0: The world needs your voice shine your bright light live joy and share joy joy seekers joy givers anyone looking for an infusion of joy you've come to the right place my name is Deb McGregor i'm your hostess for the show we've got another great one coming up for you but first let's give a great big thank you to our sponsors are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Realtors Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Team Ailsworth with Real Living First Realty are here for all your real estate needs in Bemidji and the surrounding communities. Whether you are looking to purchase a home or looking to sell, call the award-winning customer service team to help. Please contact Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Ailsworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Team Ailsworth with Real Living First Realty, where you are their priority. Thank you so much to our sponsors, and thanks to all of you for choosing to tune in today. I know God's got something for you, so we are going to dig right in. I want to welcome our special guest today, Marsha Pereira. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Deb. Thank you. <laughs> so. you. I am so thrilled that you're here. First of all, people may not know that you have actually been on with us before. And oh my gosh, we had so much fun on the show. Um, But also you and I have known each other for quite some time. And I think about my life and Christian people who've been in my life. You are probably one of the biggest impacts in my Christian life. I was thinking about that
1: today. Oh, and, and in many ways, vice versa, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's just, it's, you know, I think about people, what I love about you so much is that your walk with the Lord, it's a real and it's an authentic walk. It's not about, oh, I'm going to show up at some church and just try to be everything and all this and that. It's you dig into the word, you spend time with our Father, and it really is from a place of authenticity. And I love that about you.
1: Well, to me, it's relationship. It's a relationship, and uh, that's what counts. It's, um, yes, it's good to have community, and it's good to have uh, other believers, and they reinforce you and everything, but ultimately it comes down to that m- number one relationship.
0: And it's so interesting because I'm, I'm a big believer in when we spend that time with the Lord in that relationship, he speaks to us and he directs us unlike anything I've ever seen before. And we should also be careful what we ask for, right? <laughs>
1: oh, yes, definitely. You might get it. Oh, because dear. we might oh,
0: get dear. it. And there we go and again, right? So for people who may not have heard you before, let's just give at least a little background of your testimony when you came to the Lord. Uh, was it like the, oh, he hit you with the board over the head kind of a moment? Or yeah.
1: let's let's let people know. Well, um, I was born and raised Christian. I was baptized a Methodist, christened uh, uh, Lutheran. I mean, unbelievable. And I went to Catholic schools, and um, my grandmother was Lutheran, so I went to Lutheran services. So I had a strong background in religion, to my mind, small r, okay? Uh, And the fastest way to lose any religion, to my mind, was to go to a Catholic high school (laughs) when you're in your rebellious years. And so at that point in time, when I graduated from high school, I graduated from religion. Um, So I spent many years uh, where I was not uh, Christian. And it wasn't that I was, uh, I just ignored it. It was not fitting into my lifestyle. And um, I did acknowledge way back when that if I wasn't going to be in a car wreck, I'd start praying like crazy. Uh, But other than that, I wasn't Christian. Um, And it came along in 19, I want to say 94, um, I was going through a very stressful time with schooling and things like that. I was becoming a nurse and had a full family life and everything. And I totally was stressed out. And I, I remember sitting in Perkins saying, if there is a God, you've got to do something. I'm not going to live long like this. And he took me at my word in that over four year time span. And okay, there's many a story between now and then they were four year time span. Uh, he worked on me, softened me up in many, many ways, um, and then it was a, one evening, uh, nearest I can figure was in July um, and 98, I believe. Um, I was going down a dirt road and I just said, "If you know, uh, I just was said I was so tired of this doubt because it was doubt all the time. Doubt, doubt. And that's when the Lord flipped me. Uh, I was, when I went down into the, it was a, uh, sort of a, a dip and then you came back up and I was going slow because of deer and it was dusk and, you know, you know, northern Minnesota, you got to be careful of that. And I was different from when I went down into that dip and when I came back out, totally, totally flipped, um, went through a long period of, of, of just craziness. And the Lord confirmed with signs and wonders to me, um, that just spoke to me that yes, he is listening, yes, he is there. Uh, this was a little difficult because um, my husband of 20-odd, well, almost 30 years, was an atheist, and so changed the rules, and so meaningless to say that, that did a number on that. But further down the line, he's worked with me, he's he's brought me through, um, he is, uh, we've communicated in many ways, and, and in many ways he has given me a pen, Um for poems, uh, different things, um, and and to speak to me besides speaking in other ways, so it was a it was a yeah he flipped me and then there's been a few f- two by fours across the head when I got out of line. Shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does that. Yeah. I love
0: the metaphor around uh, you going down this dirt and literally like you went down one. It's like here I am one way, and then you come up and you were a different way because isn't
1: that the metaphor? Of of baptism. Of baptism, really? (laughs) Yeah, and it was in Buddy Road, so does it count as baptism? No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It it was, was, I definitely knew there was a difference. I definitely knew there was a change. Uh, um, What I heard, uh, I should say, what I heard in the dip was there is God. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard because that was my thing was I had, A lot, a lot of head knowledge about God. I mean, religion A plus is in religion in school, all that sort of stuff. You know, I I could tell you all sorts of things. And it was hollow. It was hollow and then when i so my was is it really god is it is this a, is or is this just a, a a fairy tale sort of thing and i knew that i knew that i knew that i knew when i came out of the ditch that i distinctly heard there is god right by my left ear by the way i know exactly where it was and i know exact, i can go to that road today and um it was i was a different critter oh praise the totally lord totally different
0: and i love that you brought up that the lord has shown you through signs and wonders because a lot of times people say, is there such a thing? And, of course, you and I know absolutely there's such yeah. a thing. And not everybody gets them. And some people do. It just is, right?
1: Well, the thing is, is signs and wonders. Some people are looking for a big, huge bolt of lightning. And sometimes his signs are very subtle. Um, and it's a wonder that, they, that you even notice them. Maybe that's part of it. Um, I mean, for me, uh, one of the confirmations was a shooting star. When I, when I asked for it, I have asked for it. And it was right, I took one step, and there it was, across the sky. I get chills just even thinking about it, right? I know, this my eyes help.
0: literally just started to tear up. Yes. So I know that's the Holy Spirit. For me, yeah. when somebody says something, and I know it's real, and I know it's the Holy Spirit, literally, my eyes start to tear up. It's, it's, it's so amazing. It's happened yeah. since I, once I had baptized in the Holy Spirit. That has been a consistent thing. So I know when you said that, I'm like, oh, that's truth.
1: Yeah. And I, have a, I had a visceral reaction. And I, I even just even saying a visceral reaction, I can feel it. it it's almost like, you know, um, if I had hair on the back of my neck, which I'm not, I don't really that much, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would stand up. But I, it said it was chills, and, 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 and it's, it's, a, it's amazing. Um, so I think that's part of the problem is that we look for big, huge, uh open the red sea type things and he's not going to do that all the time yes if it was needed he would but um otherwise it's pretty much you know sometimes it's the uh, just someone calling you at the right time or uh someone having something said something that just hits you between the eyes so his signs and wonders um shows his hand yeah. and his heart and his and his input uh but we just don't see it sometimes. Yeah, we just amen. don't see it. And I love that you're bringing this up because this
0: awareness of God, when we are fully present in the day-to-day moments, mm-hmm. we do see them. Yes. Yes. And it's really, it's actually amazing that they're all around us all the time, even to the point of the Lord tells you turn right here instead of left, and all of a sudden you miss an accident. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, it's there's yes. all kinds of things. And I love that you brought this into this conversation. So I know you and I have been playing with something, and you've even written about it. So we are going to talk about the ecotone. Now, for those of you listening, you may have a different pronunciation. We actually spent about five minutes figuring out if it's ecotone or ecotone. Uh, And one of the reasons that you and I stumbled across this was, number one, conversation. We were also talking about Lent, and you had also written about this in a poem format which i believe god works through you in your poetry i mean there's yes. no way it's when i when you read marcia's stuff you just know it's the holy spirit
1: well the only time i ever write a poem that's not mary had a little lamb and, and, and not is when the when it's i've been moved for the spirit and sometimes it's surprises me yeah <laughs> <laughs> well which is of course what yeah. the holy spirit does <laughs> and then he'll bring path bring forth a. Uh, uh, you know, come across one that I've written quite a while back and it is so pertinent right then and there. And, and or I've heard, so, I read something and it's like, I wrote that. Wow. I'm impressed with myself. You know, and then I start to <laughs> have to remind myself, oh, who really was the author of this? You know, yeah. we were, we worked together. I was just the pen.
0: Yeah. I yeah. love it. So do you feel like we should start by reading what you wrote or do you feel like we should give a little background on this concept?
1: Well, maybe a tiny bit of background on the concept, so then when you hear the poem, it'll be a little bit, though though the poem itself does explain the concept. Um, the concept of an ecotone, ecotone, <laughs> here we go, um, is that uh, it is a environment that's a border environment. So you think of uh, woodland, and then we go to to grass or sand, and then we come to uh, ocean or lake. So we go from a a dry woodland environment to a watery environment. But there's that space in the middle where it is um, the transition zone. And in that transition zone, the ecotone uh, is is a potential for many things to happen. Um, An animal that is adapted to, say, woodland. Uh, and, And so if you cut down those woods, that animal's environment is done and it's done. An animal that's adapted to, land, to water, um, to use that extreme, because it can be several different borderlines, um, that they you mess with that water, and now we've got troubles. But an animal that's adapted to the middle zone is able to retreat to one or the other or, or, or be adapted to both. Um, my classic example is a frog. A frog starts its life out in the water comes up to the land, goes into the trees uh, so he can catch the bugs or whatever, but ultimately has to come back to the water to lay eggs. But he is adapted that he can live in both of the uh, zones. Um, so uh, you think of the desert, we're, thinking of, uh, we're talking about land, you think of the desert and an oasis, okay? So the desert sand is, is adapted. Certain animals can actually live there and, and thrive there. In an oasis, certain animals could actually live and thrive in the water of the oasis. But the oasis itself, the land that's between the water and the desert, is the ecotone, the space between that has many different um, uh, adaptations available to it. So um, that is basically the concept. It's it's the borderline um, that has uh, a lot of potential. So now I think I'll read my poem, because it does explain that too, but it also sort of um, throws the bent on it that I see. Okay, crossing the ecotone. ecotone. The ecotone is a border zone between differing environments, fraught with possibilities, clouded with uncertainties. The ecotone between heaven and earth, between time and eternity, is one we all have to cross. No one gets out of this earth alive. In the moment of mid stance, as we swing one foot to stride across the ecotone, momentum provides the balance. One foot planted on earth, the other raised seeking firm footed footing forward. You need trust where your foot will land. Only in confidence that you walk on solid rock, not sinking sand, can you safely transverse this echotone. Christ is our ecotone. The tension between heaven and earth. In him all is possible. In him we find our way home. Solo della la graure. Um that was written in um, December of two thousand
0: twelve. Wow. And, and oh my good, it's, it's one that will never go away because the message is a forever message. Yes. How is this speaking to you? Let's, let's do a meta view of it, like in general, our relationship with the Lord. And then let's actually dig into a little, little specifically to this time in the desert, because I think there's a lot to unpack here.
1: Yes. Well, this spoke to me on, on my journey to, to, through faith. I don't say to faith, through faith. Okay. Um, at one point in my time and i felt i was in a dark woodland i was in the dark okay and 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 an unsafe person or a person that is not in tune with the lord is in the dark okay then we i had this time where i was transitioning um of of trying to figure out where it was going i was attracted to the light i wanted the light but at the same time as as the first instinct that happens when you come out of a dark place into a light, you, your eyes hurts, you close your eyes, and you want to go scurry back to the dark. So I spent a bit of time in the ecotone between doubt and faith, okay? Um, and that was fraught with possibilities. I could have latched on to many different, there's many pathways out there that are not necessarily to the Lord, uh, of finding um, faith in something. Um, and, but the Lord had his grip on me because I had asked for it um, he took his sweet time about it though <laughs> uh, and um, brought me to faith so we, we think of that as ecotone, uh is the time between doubt and faith um, unbelief and belief that time in between is fraught with possibilities it's fraught with wandering into sinking sand or finding your firm footing on on sol- the solid rock um, thinking of that lovely um, song. So that to me is, is sort of one way of looking at it. It's so many applications. When we talk about um, the 40 days in the desert, Christ rose out of the water of one environment and was driven by the spirit into the desert sand. And in this case, the desert sand in my mind was more the ecotone for him in that, in that time, which was fraught with possibilities. If he had uh, bent to the the temptations of the of the evil one or he had just given up and said i'm going home I'm going back to being a carpenter or whatever I can't deal with this um, he also had to cross that ecotone, and in his case it was desert um, physically but in in his emotional spiritual um, body um, he was changing his adaptation to the environment as a as a um, israel as a Jewish carpenter to being accepting and going with the son of God as the son of God. I do believe that all along, even though he was born as he was born, I believe he was given choice all along because that's God's way of giving us choice. He wants us to choose.
0: What I love about this, framing this this way, first of all, we got to go back to the baptism. And obviously in the Bible, the way it's told, you know, you're, you're right. He springs out. Okay. Boom. I'm in the desert. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of verses transitioning there. And of course we don't know exactly. Was it literally that fast or was, were there verses missed, you know, that we missed something, but I have this, my little human mind goes to things like, well, geez, if he went right to the dead, like what was he still, what, like did his sand (laughs) get, you know what I mean? Like did the water get the sand? (laughs) Wait, was it stuck onto his feet or what did that look like? You know? And there's something in my mind and I don't know why I, I it's the human side, right? That mm-hmm. human side to me that just says, OK, well, this is fascinating. Like that really is a huge transition. And then what I love about how you're framing it, though, is isn't that how it is sometimes for us in life? It's even like you going down the road and then back up again. Literally, mm-hmm. there is God Bing.
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, he works on us if we want to be asked, but there is a pivot point to my mind in, in faith, there is a pivot point where you make a choice, and that's that's God's way. Uh, he wants choice. Um, that's why He made us as 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 willful as we are. There's times I've asked Him, you know, you know Lord, it would have been so much easier if You just you know, did did it, and we didn't have to choose. But that's what He makes works on. He makes choice, and and I do believe that there were many points along uh, Christ's journey, Jesus, Yeshua's journey. That he had choice. I mean, definitely, Garden of Gethsemane. He had choice. Uh, he said so. Um, but I mean, all along, all along, uh, when the um, the Greeks came to him, and he said, "This what this is what I came here for." I got, I, I'm you know, he didn't go with them. They wanted to take him off and have him be a celebrated, uh, you know, person, and, and he would have lived a life of ease and such until whatever. So, again, that whole thing of choice, and and it's not, it's not meant to be easy. It's not meant to be easy. It has to be a, a deep-rooted choice. Yes, we can make shallow choices along the way, and, and I think we do sometimes along the way, but he's looking for that deep commitment.
0: So when we look at the time in the desert and when we look at the ecotone, what comes to mind to you about that place of possibility, about that place of exploration for him? Like, what I mean, what do you make up about what's going
1: through his mind and what's happening here? Well, I, I do believe, and maybe because this is sort of where I would go, he probably questioned his sanity. You know, What the heck am I doing out here? Uh, you know, I'm cooking to death and, and then alternating freezing because you think the desert is really hot. Well, at nighttime it's really cold. Um, did he scrounge around and find a place to, to sleep that would be safe? Uh, did he stay awake? There's so many different things we don't know about what went on between there and then, but I do believe that it was a time of, where he had to face, okay, I'm choosing this path, I'm, I'm staying in the desert because I was driven to the desert by the Spirit. Anywhere along the line, I believe he could have walked out. Um, but it was also a, a pairing away, a cooking away, shall we say, because I think of the desert sun is cooking you, cooking away of all the things that um, perhaps there was times where Jesus wanted to be a a. a, a stay at home carpenter with raising a bunch of kids having a nice wife having a sweet life you know um that had to be paired away that had to be paired away um he had to make choices and and um i can imagine that during that time there was times where he was like no i'm i'm done i've had enough and maybe he even got up and started w- walking the way he figured was out the desert but something in him said no no I'm sticking it out it reminds me of perseverance
0: it reminds me of when we're committed to a goal or committed to something that that perseverance is so important and the reliance on God our Father yes and I also want to bring up something that has really like it's funny how different things stick out at different times Mm -hmm. right like how many times have we read the same scriptures during Lent right probably since the time we read the scriptures about Lent One has really stuck out lately for me, and that's about the angels ministering to Jesus. I don't know why I'm so obsessed about this right now, but there is something that feels important about the fact that he wasn't alone. He was alone, but he wasn't alone. He Mm -hmm. was there, and yet God provided.
1: Yeah, I think that during the time where he was um, working out, working it out, uh, the angels were there, but he could not see them. Okay, he didn't see them, um, and I believe the angels coming at the end um, and 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 taking care of him was confirmation. Yes, son, yes, you did choose and you chose you chose well um, just think i mean the 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 the, the ecotone in this case was between uh, doubt and and, uh, and and belief a doubt and a surety of of yes, I'm being called I'm being, i mean I am uh, in my father's hands um he was raised a, a young uh, uh, Jewish man. Um, he wasn't a particularly schooled man, so he didn't go through a lot of Hebrew school, but he knew the scriptures, he read them, and, and there was an understanding that may have been just natu- natural to his intelligence. But I think during the time of, of being cooked, going in through the ecotone, um, he shed some things that were you know, a little off, And he gained and and gained perspective. And again, this was in community with the Father, in community with the the, the Spirit. And then when the angels came and and, um, ministered to him, it was just like, ah, yes, okay, okay. I wasn't crazy. I wasn't, this wasn't all in my head. It wasn't all um, something of of wanting to be, you know, this. And, And I believe that there were several points along his ministry that you could see that that they were pivot points where he chose more, and he chose more, he chose more. But that was a beautiful thing in that the Lord did confirm, yes, my son, you did right. Yes, I, I, I told I, I gave you the dove and the, and the coming out of the water as, as a sign. But now you really see, you know, and it's beautiful. Well, and it's not like this is the first time we've seen angels,
0: right? Yeah. We've got angels appearing to Mary with the announcement that yeah. you're going to have this baby. We see angels telling the shepherds, "Here's where you you should go," mm-hmm. and now we have shepherds ministering to Jesus in the desert. Like I just think there's something important about God's messengers, what God chooses to put in our path sometimes, and I, I just think yeah. it's important.
1: Well, I I, I I don't know. I like to. I'm I'm of the belief now that we are surrounded by. Um, angels in many many ways um yes the, the 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 catholic belief of the guardian angel holding the little girl's hand is is sweet and lovely and 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 i would like to believe that's too. I, I almost do well, i'll have to talk to the lord about that one um <laughs> but i believe again just like we're not seeing the signs and wonders we're not gifted to see and like um was it elijah or elijah uh who um who had the was surrounded and and then he asked for his servants to see and he saw the uh the army angels around him. I think that the Lord gifts us with seeing what is there all along as he knows it is at right timing and what we need.
0: Yeah. And I was remembering one time that I was uh speaking for something and um, there was a group that was praying over me prior to the speaking engagement. And I literally heard, I'm going to describe it as a choir of angels. I thought it was the ladies singing because I had my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the ladies singing I'm like, oh my gosh, these ladies can really sing and they're all in tune. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a musician, right? Mm-hmm. And we get done and I look around and I said, wow, you can really sing. And they're like, uh, none of us were singing. Like The Lord gifted me with a choir of angels singing as they were praying. Like, it was profound. And uh, you've heard sometimes about the gold dust that sometimes yeah. will show up. It was it was just a phenomenal speaking engagement. I There's something else, too. I love that you talk about uh, Jesus at the beginning of the doubt and then as he moves forward to the other end. And I was thinking about one of the things that we talk about in doubt, what is the, what do we need to do to move out of doubt? Well, it's to make a commitment. Mm. And he made a commitment in that ikatan.
1: Yes, he would have had to. And he did well, he also by his, by verses that we, we are told when he talks to the evil one, it was, he was, he had made commitment not to do this and not to do that, not to abuse his power and i agree with you yeah and I, and that whole thing about um as you were talking about hearing the the choir of angels it hits me that our senses it's as as paul said we see through a glass darkly our senses are tuned down until the lord sort of opens them up because he wants us to hear and but it's going around us we're surrounded and it's amazing and at, at the same time there's a little part of me saying yeah right yeah right but i do know it's it's sort of a strange thing uh Uh, I guess we're all still in our own echotones of of doubt and belief, but um, thank goodness I feel my strong on the solid rock. So it's just little touches of doubt here and there.
0: Well, and he's going to give us something for when he's supposed to give it to us. I've never had that ever happen again. And I've spoken at hundreds of places. That is the only time it happened. Why? I have no idea. There was something that he wanted to show me there. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And maybe it tied into, I don't even remember if it tied into the talk, but how cool was that? I mean, yeah. but when we get those things, it's like, thank you, Lord, for that little just a sign in what, you know, something. I mean, whatever we want to call it, it was <laughs> something. <laughs> so what have we not said about the ecotone that we should share with people or maybe even how to get deeper into this for themselves?
1: I think one thing we have to recognize is that we are beings in transition, we are beings in transition no matter what until, until we, we're done, okay? till we, we go back to the Lord and, and, and then we deal with that. So in transition is lots of possibilities um, for good or for bad. And so we, we got to be aware that it's continual choice, continually choice. Uh, whether we retreat back or we go forward or, or, or we uh, abide by what we know is right, uh, we, we're going to be in choice and that's okay that's our role right now and um yes there'll be times where we fall on our face and we make a wrong choice but the good thing is is we can't we can't surprise him with that uh he he knows our frailties and um his grace outlasts our sin or our mistakes uh so again if we if we make a wrong choice in our in our ecotone and we're moving the wrong way we get a little sideways or whatever uh, call on the name of the Lord, call on Him, and and He is faithful to guide us back. Absolutely faithful. And, of
0: course, that's what we know we can rely on. We can trust in the Lord for that. Yes. What's the biggest joy you get from looking at the ecotone, ecotone? Um,
1: Permission to not be perfect because I'm not. And recognizing that I'm in the place where I'm supposed to be at this moment in time, even though there's this things that I think I should be a, do other, do this, do that, other things. When I surrendered my timing to the Lord, I have to realize that I'm in the perfect time, place, whatever, and accept that. And that is enough for the Lord. Yes. Amen.
0: Marsha Pereira, thank you so much for coming on to talk today about the Ecotone and Joy. You have been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure and a joy, too. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for choosing to listen. Please remember to go out, live joy and share joy. Live joy, share joy, shine your light to the world. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.